understand we've all felt stuck at one point or another, even the most successful people among us, because it's a rite of passage, a trial, to see if you have what it takes to be independent. The test is to prove that you deserve your destiny. Each week our goal is to bring you an inspiring story of someone who moved beyond their stranded face and found greatness on the other side. Welcome to The Stranded Podcast, and this is your host, Jessica Hurley. What's up, guys? Welcome back to The Stranded Podcast, and welcome to 2019, y'all. I say that with so much excitement, but in all reality, I have been super, super checked out. And you know, my favorite thing to do is to be honest with you, and I have to say, this year has been a struggle already. And not the struggle you're thinking like financially, mentally, well, maybe mentally, but just a struggle. Like I chose this Christmas to do something really different and just cut things off. Uh, me, Chris, and our family, we went to California for a week right after Christmas and came back after the new year. And I thought it would be so much fun and so refreshing and everything I needed. And while it was it was almost too long. And it's so funny because I'm the I'm the person that always believes in not taking your foot off the gas. And I did just that and thought it was totally appropriate and balance was necessary. And it was, but I think it was one, two days too long. And I have struggled getting back into the flow. I wouldn't say lazy. I just haven't been inspired, if that makes sense. And if there's one thing I truly hate, it's not being inspired because I really think inspiration comes sporadically. You don't live an inspired life most of the time. If you know someone out there like that, point them in my direction because I will take them as a mentor any day. Not to say I'm walking around depressed or bummed or anything, but I think inspiration comes sporadically from the things you read, the things you see, the things you go through, the things you experience. So I was just struggling to be inspired since I've gotten back. So I am so happy to finally be providing you content, but I am like two weeks too late. So I hope you forgive me. My apologies, even though I said in 2019, I was going to be done apologizing for shit that is necessary, like taking a vacation. So I retract my apology and I'm not sorry for taking a vacation. But on the other hand, I hope you guys got a chance to do the same, relax, kick it with family. I feel like I'm not the only one that's struggling getting back into the groove. We've got a ton of New Year's resolutions, but having a hard time getting back into this thing. So while I know everyone is probably jam packing their content, podcasts, emails, and products with good news and New Year's resolutions and how to put together checklists, how to fill out your passion planner and how to create your goals, which I do do, please believe it. I wanted to talk about something else. I think that you have to prepare yourself for to create one of the best years of your life. But if you plan to be different, you also need to prepare for failure. And I know that's a little, a little depressing subject to mention, right? Like we're going in the new year and Jessica, you want to talk about failure? Yes, I do. And it's because it's so blip and necessary. Like it's inevitable. It's going to happen you're going to fail. It is part of the process. And the only people that don't fail are the people that don't try. So if you want to sit around watching other people comparing sad, depressed, and knowing there's a life out for you that's bigger than the one you're living right now, but you're not willing to take a leap because you think it's not your time or you're not ready, you need another credential, another certification, another degree, you will be the one sitting on the bench 
failing because you simply did not try. So failing is part of the process. There's a few things I want to talk about with this. And I want first and foremost, uh, for my bullheaded achievers like me and anyone else to know that there's a difference between falling short and failure. And to me, which I struggle with this all the time, you have to know most of the time with these podcasts, you think I'm talking to you, I'm really telling you what I need to hear. So please let me tell you, I am not far from who I'm talking to. Like I need to hear this the most. Falling short to me is so short term. And I really think it's something that I probably do every other day. And I don't want you to get that intertwined with failing. And so to me, short term and small, even though it's small and instrumental, of the micro steps that you're supposed to do daily to get to your goal, you will fall short because you are human. You're human. So I say falling short, like not going to the gym when you promised yourself you would go to the gym today. I can't tell you how many times I wake up in the morning and I'm like, tonight I'm going to go by the grocery store and I'm going to cook tonight. And sometime between 8 a.m. in the evening, I decide I'm going to do something else in that evening or I stay late to work, pick up my son late. We don't make it to the grocery store. I get home. I decide I'm going to record a podcast or do something else and I don't cook that night, which of course is important. And in order for me to create the habits I'm trying to create, I do need to stick to it, but I am going to fall short. If you know somebody that that cooks 365 days a year, please let me know. You're going to fall short. It happens. And especially amidst the busy lifestyles that we choose to live now, I think almost everyone I surround myself with either either is a full-time entrepreneur or has a full-time booming ass career at some leadership level with a side hustle and children. So amidst this lifestyle that we're living, you are bound to fall short. And I need you to brush that off, get up, brush that off and be like, okay, the blessing is that I get to start tomorrow and try this again. It is falling short. You are not failing. To me, failing is long-term. You are giving up you are giving up. Like you're supposed to fail. You're, I can't tell you how many stories of failure I have had or friends of mine have had that they thought was the end. And then a year later, they're like, wow, that makes so much sense. Like if you listen to the 23 year old entrepreneur I interviewed uh, recently, she launched a marketing business at 20 and their first client and it failed miserably. Three years later, she launched it again and it has been booming for this last year. And she said the experience she received from it failing was one of the most instrumental reasons why it was so, it's been so great this time because she learned so much from failing. You can only learn so much from the gurus and the blueprints and the strategies that you hear from people online. You have to experience it firsthand. You have to fail firsthand to then get up, try again and do it the right way. Like, You do this in so many ways in your life that you don't even realize. But when it comes to business and building your dream life and getting fit, this is a freaking struggle bus. Like this is like cooking lasagna off of Pinterest and it tells you exactly what to do and you do it and you're like, "Mm, this does not taste the same as my mom's. This does not taste the same as my grandma's. Some of you probably will never cook it again. And some of you are like, you know what? I'm gonna do that next time and it's gonna be so much better. You learn, you learn, you taste it. You're like, oh, there's not enough salt in this. Oh, I didn't put enough sauce. Oh, there's too much meat. Like 
you do this over and over and over again in your life. It's called grit and perseverance. Like falling short is temporary. Failing is the choice to give up. And I I really want you to hone in on that because myself especially, I will fall short and claim failure. And that is so indicative to what I manifest on my life. So I don't go to the gym twice in a week because one day my son is sick and then the next day I decide to skip and come home and record some podcasts so that I can get caught up. And by the end of the week, I'm feeling fat and I'm like, you're such a failure. No, I just fell short that week. The good news is, is I can make that up the following week and choose to recommit over and over again. If you've listened before, there was a 15 minute Friday I did on recommitting. That's the blessing that we have is that you can recommit over and over and over again. Failure is a choice. Falling short is human nature. So when you're thinking about failing or not doing something because you're afraid you might fall short, don't worry about failure. Don't worry about failure. That's coming either way. The only true failure will be the choice to give up and stop. I feel like I'm starting to feel like these are misconceptions about failure. So here's, here's another thing about failure is what the outside universe is actually doing to us when we fail, which is so crazy. And We've experienced this time in and time out, and so many of us still don't understand it because we're too emotionally connected. And I'm saying this, I'm not saying you do this, I'm saying we all do this. But it's a good perspective to have, knowing that there's reasoning behind everything. Think about some of the craziest things that have happened in your life, and then think about what they brought you afterwards. Or like when you have the worst year of your life, and then the next year you're like, wow, that really set me up for something. Like, I always think about how crazy it is that in 2012, I was living in Tampa. I had a great job. Someone, a friend called me from Orlando and said, I have, I'm working this program right now. There's an opening. I want you to do it with me. You're the only person I know that's so good at working with youth like I am. You know, would you be willing to move here and do this with me? It's like your dream job. And I was like, hell yes. Packed up all my stuff, moved all my stuff to Tampa. I mean, moved all my stuff to St. Augustine which is like two hours north, put it in a storage unit, moved to Orlando and thought I was going to have my dream job. And within two months, the guy, the organization could no longer pay me. So they didn't let me go, but they were basically like dragging me along. So I, I had to quit because they were three, four, five days late on a paycheck, right? Wow, never heard of that. It happens. Now I was 22, 23 at the time. So I didn't have any money to go back to Tampa. So I moved back home. I was home for about probably four months ended up working at a club as a bottle girl. Talk about high expectations and messing that all up. I had already graduated from college. I already had my bachelor's degree. I had already experienced having a good job and I was now a bottle girl. Yeah, humble beginnings, right? So I'm there for four months living with my mentor when we actually got in a really big fight. And I just picked up one day and said, I can't do this anymore. I don't want to live here anymore, which God bless her. I love my mentor. We were just having a rough patch. And I called my old boss in Tampa and asked him if I could have my job back. And he said, yes. So I moved literally with nothing, with a box of clothes and $200, slept on my friend's couch for six months until I was able to save money to get an apartment in St. Pete. Three years go by. I meet Chris, who is the father of my son now and my sole partner for life. And I just wonder all those situations that were ruined, me with my dream, what I thought was my dream job being ruined, me having to move back home when I had such high expectations for myself. And 
you know, when you graduate college, it's like, don't move home. And I'm like, why has all this happened to me? I'm, I'm smarter than that. I, I can do better than this. What's wrong with me? For me to only end up in Tampa to cross path, paths with someone with, that I could never imagine being without. So I just say that to say that when you fail instantly, like I'll give you a very simplified version. Have you ever been late to work driving in traffic and there's some something crazy happens, like there's some crazy long, you know, line or someone cuts you off to get into Starbucks or whatever. And you're like, oh my God, all these people are screwing me up. You get behind some slow bus that's stopping. You're like, can't believe this. I got to be on time to work. Everybody's making me late. This is terrible. And then you get five minutes ahead and you see that there's a bad car accident. And you think to yourself, wow, I was rushing over something that was minimal. And that could have been me, you know? what I thought was failure had actually deterred me from something worse. And so I think when you fail, if you can instantly click to know that it's doing one of two things, it's either teaching you something or it's like a setup. It's setting you up for something greater. So you're either learning or being set up by the universe. The universe is setting you up like, how many of you can look at your significant others right now and know you are one mistake away from like never meeting them or, you know, things not working out? or your job, or looking online that one day that, you know, you had Wi-Fi, or what, to find that one job, whatever it was, but you were set up. Something didn't work out so that something else could. So when you fail, just know one of two things are happening. You're learning, or you're being set up for something greater. I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. This past Saturday, I recorded I set up to interview a very good friend of mine and his fiance, and we were chatting about marriage and finding the one and just a lot of things that a lot of people want to hear about when it comes to relationships. They're actually the hosts of the Cuffing Season podcast, one of my favorite relationship podcasts. And we were using one of my softwares that record Skype interviews. And so we ended up, we're good friends. He's my childhood best friend. So we ended up talking for a really long time. It actually, the interview ended up being an hour and 45 minutes, which is like unheard of. I've never done an almost two hour interview. And so we just kept talking and I was going to divide the interview into two parts. And so when we hung up, I left to go somewhere, came back. The following day, I went to upload it to my virtual assistant and it was nowhere to be found. And I was so pissed momentarily, briefly, until I realized, well, not until, but I don't really get upset too long about those things anymore like I used to. But I realized that the software that I use probably doesn't save anything with that much capacity. So now I know moving forward, anything over an hour, I probably need to stop and uh, start a new track type thing. And so I learned something valuable from this so that at least this was my good friend, we can re-record and I don't make that mistake with some big time interviewee. So I learned something valuable, small, but valuable from that experience. So. Uh, When you are in the midst of failing and dealing with emotions that are connected to something that is really just your expectations, consider that you are learning or being set up. The last thing I want to talk about when it comes to misconceptions about failure is something I've been doing a lot of research about that has been bugging me to my core. I finally heard something the other day that let me really let it go. So before I repeat this, I want you to know I'm not the originator of this. I heard it and I I plan to live by it moving forward because it made me feel so much better. But I have been struggling 
not only physically, but mentally with the idea of balance. And I don't know what you think of when you think of balance. Maybe that's self-care and vacations on top of your already existing lifestyle. For me, it's being great at everything. And I don't mean tip top great, but I mean, I want to be fit and sexy all while I am a girlfriend and a mom all at the same time while I am fantastic at my career, great at podcasting, running up my numbers, doing super well in my coaching and consulting business, and cooking dinner every night. That is a lot for anyone to handle. And then being able to cut it all off when we commit to a vacation. So, and again, I'm not looking for any pity, but my stressor all along has been how when I am really focused on my podcast and really focused on juggling my career and working with my coaching clients, that I don't work out. And then when I do get in the habit of working out for two or three weeks, I look up and I haven't done a podcast. And so I'm like, how does this thing work? And I even get stuck in my mind, like, you know what? I just need to quit my job because this isn't working. I can't balance everything. And I love my podcast too much. Da, 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 da. I heard actually Ed Milet say that balance is a facade. It's like a fallacy. It's not real. It's just something that someone made up a long time ago and that you are meant to live in seasons or instances where things ebb and flow. And so the goal is to balance things like as if you were juggling, but the true balance would be a boring lifestyle because you would have to get rid of a lot of those things and commit to consistency every day, like a schedule. And that's where achievers and people like myself get bored, which I could totally see because I I could be 100% honest with myself and say that I live and operate in some chaos. I need some chaos, controlled chaos, but I need some chaos. So he talked about with balance, being okay with something being, some things being seasonal. Like you may have to put aside a season or a quarter to really focus on your business so that it then benefits your family. Or you may have to put aside a season to get, create a habit when it comes to your workout routine. But for the most part, to focus on your family and build a life that you don't have to fit your family in, but there where you can actually build everything around your family life. And of course, that's the overarching goal. But to finally hear someone say that balance just is fallacy. It's just, it's a, it's, it's like a fleeting goal. It really doesn't exist. Like you may hear people say, I have a really balanced lifestyle, but what that really means is they just it kind of ebbs and flows. They probably have fantastic workouts and then they go, on, they go on fantastic vacations. And then for a season, they're really focused on their business. It's hard to balance those things at all times. And that, that doesn't mean you let your relationship go to shit or you let your body go to shit. But I think a balance of all of those things and working that into a schedule that works for your lifestyle is just about the best you can do. And like I said in the beginning, just knowing that even when you commit to that, falling short is human as like, it's so human nature and we have to learn that it's normal. So I hope my three misconceptions about failure helps you going into 2019 and whatever you're praying for or working on and just anticipate that if you're trying it's likely you will fail. Happy Tuesday, and I love you guys. 
Thanks again for joining us on another episode of The Stranded Podcast. If you felt inspired or moved today, make sure to leave a review on iTunes. You can learn more about us and our guests at thestrandedphase.com. And don't forget that your stranded phase is a rite of passage on your journey to greatness.